0: Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture, with me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello English learners, good to see you here, back for another episode in 2021. So happy new year, if I haven't said so already, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great start to your year already. And today I've got an episode all about grammar, but as I always try to do, I'm going to try to make it a little bit more interesting. You know, grammar is a very boring word, but I'm going to try to make it interesting and easy to understand, as easy as possible. As a reminder, I do want to mention my lessons. So, for those who are new to the podcast, I am an online English teacher. So, I teach lessons online, I do one-to-one lessons, I also do group lessons. And these group lessons, this is something that I'm really pushing because I think it's quite hard for people to join because it's quite scary, right? But in my experience, they're so much fun. So, this is just a reminder that if you're interested in improving your English, making some friends and learning together, and for a slightly lower price as well, then I would recommend my group lessons. At the moment, every Sunday and Friday, although I may change the days in the future. If you're interested in these group lessons, just send me an email or go to ewmichael.com group. If you're not interested, or maybe you can't afford to join the group lessons, you can just join my free lessons. And this is not quite so interactive, but every Thursday, I send an email with a free lesson. You can listen to the audio, you can take part, you can hear news from me and what I'm doing. And if you want to do that, if you want to sign up, go to my main website, again, ewmichael.com. And in the middle of the page, there will be a box where you can sign up to those free email lessons. Okay, that's my little (laughs) advertisement over. And now let's get on to today's topic. So, at the end of 2020, I spoke about the present perfect tense. I then spoke about the past perfect tense. This episode is ending my series on the perfect tenses for now. I might come back to them in the future. But we're going to end today with future perfect, probably the hardest tense. It's quite confusing to wrap your head around and also it's, to be honest, it is the least used. Um, if you never learn future perfect, it's not going to be the biggest problem. We do use it sometimes, of course, but you can get around it. You don't have to use it. But if you're interested in taking your English to the next level, sounding more uh, fluent, and also understanding some nuance between what people are saying, then it's a great tense to learn. Because there is a difference between future perfect and future simple. Okay, let's get into it then. So, I'll give it an introduction. Future perfect is... A tense, where we always use have, and this might sound confusing now, it shows that the action or state will be complete before some time in the future. So, I'm going to start by giving you a question for you to think about, because it's this time of year, but also this is an example of the future perfect tense. What will you have done by the end of 2021? So I said, will you have? So that's a question, so that's a little bit different. Let's look at the simple structure. We use subject, I, for example, then will have. So will is something we use in future tense. Have is what we use in perfect tenses. So, will have, and then as we often do with uh, perfect tenses, the past participle, which is the third verb, such as eaten, done, or gone. I will have done. I will have eaten. We often add the word by after that. By is a really common one. It, It just means before. So, I could say, they will finish the skyscraper in January. So this means when it comes to January, their construction on the skyscraper, the tour building will be finished. This is kind of a prediction about when it will finish. If you're not so sure, we can say they will have built a skyscraper by January. So we're not really sure when this is going to happen, but sometime between now and January, this skyscraper will be finished. Okay, another example, which this one kind of helps me understand it a little bit better, although it doesn't really make much sense. It's a bit strange. But okay, so when I'm 80, when I'm 80 years old, I will have had 80 birthdays. Is that right? Maybe seventy nine. It depends if you have a birthday when you're a baby, but let's say I will have had eighty birthdays. So, at the moment, I'm not eighty. I'm not eighty years old. But what I'm doing is I am putting myself in the future. So a little bit of time travel going on here. I'm imagining myself being eighty and then looking back on the past. So it's a bit of a confu, a bit confusing. Kind of time travel going on here. You're going into the future and pretending to look back on the past, but of course for us that is still the future now. So maybe if you're a fan of science fiction and you like these kind of time travel movies, maybe it might be a bit easier for you to understand, but it is a tricky one. But think of it like this, present perfect tense is something that happens at some time between the past and now. Future perfect tense is something that happens at some time between now and the future. So it's a kind of unspecified time, not a specific time. I can show you some examples as well between future continuous and future perfect. So imagine we're looking at a timetable, like my plan for the day and I wanna say from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'm going to study languages, I'm gonna study English. So then we would say at 9.30 a.m., I will be studying English because at that time, it will be happening. At 9.30, I will be studying English. If we have a second uh, event on our agenda, So after that, at 10 a.m. to 10.30, I will be having breakfast, let's say. So my breakfast finishes at 10.30. So then at 10.40, at this time I can say at 10.40, I will have eaten breakfast or I will have had breakfast. So we're going into the future we're saying, at this time, my breakfast will already be finished. Looking back on the past. So, I'll give you two more. Let's do two more events on my calendar. First, future continuous. Second, future perfect. So, at 11.45, I go to McDonald's to have lunch, right? And then, I finish going to McDonald's at 12 so it takes 15 minutes. So at 11:55 I will be going to McDonald's. That will be in progress at that time. The next thing I do is I go for a bike ride. So from 12 until 1 p.m. I go for a bike ride. At 12:30 I will be cycling. At one thirty, I will have cycled. So it will be finished, but I will have cycled between now and one thirty. So I really hope that makes sense. Now, I'm gonna give you some more examples now and other ways to understand it. I'm also gonna end with a homework task for you, something to think about. If you really can't understand it, I'm going to try at the end to give you another way to think about it. It might end up making it worse, though. Um, Sometimes keeping it simple is best and over explaining it might make it worse. But (laughs) let's see. I'll come back to that in a minute. So I've got some stories here. Actually, these are stories that I have found online to help. So wherever I found the story, thank you for letting me steal it. So here's the first one with John. We've got John works in an automobile factory, so a car factory. He works on the assembly line, making the cars. He works many hours every day. By the time he finishes working today, he is going to have worked 10 hours. He will have assembled over 50 cars. So we're predicting by the time he finishes, that means sometime between now and when he finishes, he's going to have worked 10 hours. Yeah. Let's give one more story because hopefully the stories can make it a little bit easier to understand. This is Chris. So Chris also works on the assembly line in the factory. In December, he will have worked there for five years. By the time he finishes working today, he is going to have worked over eight hours, and he will have assembled about 40 cars today. So, that's a good example there. In December, he will have worked there for five years. So, I moved to London September 2020, so I could say, In February, I will have lived in London for six months, almost six months. So, it isn't February now, but I'm looking ahead and kind of making an estimation or prediction on how long that will be. Now, think about it for yourself. Think about your marriage, your relationship, your work, your school, whatever you're doing at the moment look ahead in the future. Let's go one month or two months in the future. How long will you have been doing this thing? It could even be a driving trip, like a road trip. Imagine you're driving across the country to visit family and you could say, wow, by 6 p.m. I will have been driving for 12 hours. You're kind of projecting yourself into the future. I so really hope that makes sense. Okay, if you're still confused, maybe this will help or maybe it will make it worse. So I wanna compare the difference between future simple and future perfect. So two sentences, I will do my homework by 6 p.m. or I will have done my homework by 6 p.m. So will do, will have done. If we say future simple, I will do my homework by 6. Here we're saying, the time is sometime before 6pm. And you're simply saying that you're intending, you're planning to do the homework before this time. That's quite a simple one. If we say, I will have done my homework by 6. This time, we are saying, In this case, we're moving the reference point to sometime in the future after 6 p.m. So in other words, this person is saying, when we next speak sometime after 6 p.m. to see what my homework status is, I will be able to say that I have done my homework. Did that make it better or did that make it worse? I'm not sure, but we're moving the reference point Again, think of that time travel We're traveling into the future to think about it. I know this is very difficult. It's even difficult for me to explain as well. So if you really, really can't understand it, don't worry, you know, maybe this isn't something you need to understand right now in your studies. Maybe this is something you should come back to in the future when you feel more confident with grammar and more comfortable with more complex rules. But if it's really a struggle for you, as I said, it's not the end of the world. We don't use it in every conversation, just sometimes. But okay, so to end this explanation, I want to return to the question that I gave you at the beginning, which was, what will you have done by the end of 2021? So remember, we're moving our minds to 2022, Maybe January 2022, and we're going to think what did we do over the previous year? What will you have to do for it to be a successful year, for it to be a good year? So it's really good for making plans. So let's say I want to go scuba diving. I've never been scuba diving before. So by the end of 2021, I will have been scuba diving at least once that could be my intention maybe not um it's just an example but i would like to do that so we'll see if i can by the end of 2021 i will have finished my teacher training course as another intention that i have so now it's your turn my homework for you is to think of maybe four think of at least four things that you intend to have done, or maybe you will have done by the end of the year. And the best place to practice these and leave a comment so I can see is on the show notes. So you can go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast 90, podcast 90, nine zero. If you go there, go to the bottom, leave a comment and tell me what will you have done by the end of the year? Okay. I'm going to leave the grammar here today. Again, I really hope something was useful for you there. Let me know, but I know it's very difficult. So don't be discouraged. Keep trying. I'm going to end the episode today with a couple podcast reviews, people to thank, and then a quote from my Instagram page to give you a little bit of inspiration for the week. So I had one five-star review from maybe Rolx113 in Qatar. And they said, best podcast ever. It's good for improving your listening. Also, your voice is pretty clear. I wish my accent to be like you. Enjoy your day and keep going in your podcasts. Well, thank you very much. Um, Although I hope your accent won't be exactly like me. I'm sure you can do better than me. (laughs) I had another one from Reem, 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 in the United States. Oh, your voice fits the podcast very well. I like it and you have good topics and advice. My question is, how do I know my level? That's a good question. Usually I would say the best place to ask a question is by email, not in the review, but I can very quickly say sometimes exams can help, but exams are not always a good test of your level. I think the best thing you can do is really get professional advice. So, get a teacher, get someone who knows what they're talking about and help them kind of and ask them to kind of give you an analysis of your level. That's really the only accurate way you can do it. Um, But also keep in mind that a level often doesn't really mean much and I think it's important not to get too stuck on levels because it can be Discouraging, or it can be misleading, or something like that. But yeah, I had another one from someone in the United Kingdom, Saz G1. And they said, I really enjoyed all level up English podcasts. Michael speaks very slowly, so I can mumble or repeat easily. (laughs) I think it's a good way, and I'm improving. Thank you, Michael Levers. You're welcome and one final one from Nora in the UAE. And they said, I started to listen to your podcast today and it's really helpful to learn English. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you left a review after just one day of listening. Wow. Thank you anyone who leaves reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I really do appreciate it. As I said, I'm gonna end today with a quote to give you a bit of inspiration. This one is from Benjamin Franklin, and I like this one. He said, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learn. So telling someone something is not the best way to learn. Being involved in something is a good way to learn. So see how you can apply that to your English studies. How can you get more involved? have a think about that this week. So with that, I'll end it here. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and have a fantastic week. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.